Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Inner Sanctum. Apologies, there was no Spurs Day, Thursday, Thingamy Bobbity podcast yesterday. It was my birth. Well, it was my birthday on the 28th, but I went out and did birthday things yesterday. Had a nice little walk around the Tate Modern. Um, had a little walk around Covent Garden. Bought some macarons from Ladderay. That was nice. And then I met Phil for dinner. And then so I thought, because we didn't do the Thursday pod, I'll get Phil in for the Friday pod. Hello, Phil. Hello. And let me formally say happy birthday to you i hope you had a lovely day with cake and party hats and <laughs> pin the tail on the donkey and all your favorite things okay pin the willy on the donkey um <laughs> that's childish isn't it 30, 30 39 years old phil 30 this is my last forever young you, mate isn't it well forever yeah. young i um I got told the other day by somebody that 39 is the year that I've got to do something, apparently. Apparently, that's when, you know... Do your wife. <laughs> writers and stuff actually finally get the book done or whatever. So, apparently, this is no pressure. Do you know what I mean? Not that there's enough pressure in life as it is, but... That's, uh, well, musicians, then they, don't they all die at, like, 27? 20, Club 27, so, yeah. Who is Club it? 27, sorry. Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Um, Jim Morrison, I think. Yeah, no, Bob Marley was like thirty-three. I just saw the the autobiography, the autobiography, the biopic of Bob Marley. I, I liked it. Written and written and produced by Terence Winter of The Sopranos as well. You know, I don't think much to be made of that, but good movie. Enjoyed it. Um, Lovely. Don't know why the don't know why the reviews are not loving it, but Tottenham Hotspur. Before we sort of dive into this, mate, because usually the, the running order is type of thing is. I'll waffle on about the press conference, sort of have a look through what's been said and everything like that, and then just do some match facts and all that type of thing. But before we do that, I'm quite interested to know how you're feeling heading into this Crystal Palace match, mate. You are going to the game. Um, Spurs have been in somewhat in different form, I think we can say. Crystal Palace, very good squads, recently hired a seemingly very good manager in Oliver Glasner, somebody that's actually been linked extensively to Spurs over the summer and everything like that. I, I, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling great about this one. I'm, I'm not going to lie. What about you? Really? Uh, well, just for a point of accuracy and in case anyone was planning to like come and offer me out or anything, I'm actually not going to the game now, but, um, well, you're not. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I look. I just couldn't stomach the ticket prices, mate. I just. Mm. I, this feels like a different conversation, but every time I'm sort of, I just face of like sixty nine quid. I'm like, I can afford it, but I just. Category yeah, B just, for Crystal come Palace. On, come on. Anyway, but yeah, that's that, let's not get sidetracked by that. Um, but to be honest, I'm feeling quite good about this one actually. Um, I feel like that's why you're on. We had that bit of balance, yeah. See, see, yeah, yeah, good, good. You know, that, that that was completely unplanned as well, wasn't it? it was. Um, I just think we do we do well against Crystal Palace. I think that this the Glasner thing, um, I think as much as Hodgson, you know, plays a low block or whatever or tries to defend, we that they're, they're not they weren't good and they're they're not a very good side 
um, yeah, they've got some decent players. Um, but I think I know. I think I think we'll be all right. I think it's a good team to play at a good at a good sort of juncture in the season now. Um, I was quite annoyed, obviously, after the Wolves game and it, knowing that we had two weeks of like mulling over it. But it's also been quite nice for Tottenham not to be on the agenda a bit. You know, no one's really because we haven't played. No one's kind of been talking about us. So ha- having a bit of sort of. Um, recuperation time in that sense has been good uh, so I guess I've come back feeling refreshed and I just I think I think we'll win I think we'll actually probably win quite well yeah, well, just, that's my just positive because they're going to be so open because they're going to come at us yeah and just they're not very good I mean we'll get onto this in a minute but I mean they've lost they haven't got like a lot of their mm. sort of stronger players stronger certainly defensive players as well um, so yeah I, I, I'm positive in that sense definitely there's a bit of, there's a potential merry-go-round um, a transfer merry-go-round, isn't it? That's the football cliches. Um, yeah. Going on this summer with uh, talk of Jack Grealish maybe going somewhere. If that happens, Eze going into City, maybe Michael Elise either going into City as well or to Liverpool or to Manchester United and maybe Tottenham picking up one of these players somewhere along the way. Um, Pedro mm-hmm. Neto, obviously a name that's that's heavily linked with us. Talking about the two Palace lads, Eze and Elise, I mean, in a heartbeat, I take either of those lads at Spurs, don't you? Yeah, definitely. I was really gutted when uh, Eze went to Palace from QPR because I think that we were in the in the mix for that as well. And obviously, I think he chose there because yeah. he would get more game time or whatever. They literally said, you're going um, to play, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've always liked him. Um, I think... Think I'd probably prefer him. Well, yeah, I mean they're both brilliant to be honest. Elise's probably got the, the higher ceiling. I think it depends, doesn't it? Depends on how he develops. It depends what club he goes to, sort of thing. If he goes to City, then you you know he'll become world class probably. Um, that might not be the case if he went somewhere else. You know, it's one of those. So will end up injured and shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, booed off the pitch after the first twenty minutes or something. But yeah, but but you know that's we're we're having a laugh. But I think there is definitely something in that. You know, depend depending what club and what manager you go to at what at certain age. You know that that can really be the making of you, and I think that he's he's on that he can be on that trajectory if he goes if he goes there. So. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Grealish, I've seen that kind of mentioned. Again, sort of feels like a player I expected to be at Spurs at some point. And again, it. him going to City. Um, I'm sort of, as as much as statement signings are good, I think that the price would have to be right for him. Yeah. You know, um, I, let I don't think we'd... But then who, no one's going to spend 100, they're not going to get the money back. But no, 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 no. No, if we can do, do some sort of like deal where it gets around 60 if not less then that is that's brilliant i think any more than that and it becomes a little bit as much as we're in a good place in financial fair play i don't think we need to start suddenly slinging money about i still think we need to be relatively um uh careful in that sense so yeah it's it's one of those where as much as it doesn't really matter 10 million either way you know in terms of what what how i feel about it it just that, that there's some it, it's like Madison, right? So it's a good, good, good comparison. Where if we'd spent sixty million on uh, Madison, which you know he's definitely a sixty million pound player, if not more, but the fact that we got him for much cheaper than that, if not half the price, given Winks went the other way, it makes it more 
just easier and sort of, you know what I mean? There's there's something around that. So um, it depends what city you want to do and, and obviously what Grealish wants to do. I know we like mugging ourselves off. I know when there's some Tim Pot player, we do the whole like, oh, it'd be perfect for Spurs in. But on the, on the inverse of that, somebody like Grealish, like you touched on there, in terms of all the like positive qualities that he's got, he is just such a Spurs player, isn't he? We've always said that, when even when we were linked to him when he was a kid. And maybe not this Grealish that Pep Guardiola's really tried to mesh him into. I mm. think if we if yeah. we had somewhere between what he is now and what he was when they signed him, he'd be such an asset for this team. And he's just he's just I've, I've always found him he's he's a joy to watch. Like he's one of those footballers that just plays football really nicely and he's such a good player and he's whatever he likes to have a bit of a booze up and stuff and I'm sure after we lose a game I'll be the first to be on here bitching about well oh, well he's supposed to be a professional and all this type of thing but he seems like a good bloke as well he seems and I know you don't you don't sign players on the strength of them being a good person or not I'm not I'm not making that point I'm just saying that as a nice addition to him being what I think is a, mm. a world-class, brilliant player. He seems like a really, really good lad. You know, he's he's you know he's always there, and I, I, it's not even in a. I don't think it's even in a way for the camera. The way he always makes time for disabled fans or younger fans and things like that. Um, my understanding is that his sister or, or somebody within his family yeah, yeah. Has, has a disability, so it's obviously personally affected him, and he carries that forward with him and remembers that and knows that he can bring a bit of sunshine into people's lives right and i, I don't know i think he he has the the, the skill set and just the personality where he could be a real asset to to this Tottenham team but like you say the the, the problem that's always going to be with somebody like i mean to be honest right with Grealish Eze or Elise is they are they're going to carry a, a big price tag aren't they and it just remains to be seen if Tottenham will be the team to bow to that, or if we will be more looking for the next Grealish, the next Eze, um, which seems to be more in keeping with our MO, doesn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think we need to make some, you, you make a good point. If that, that's what I was thinking as well about how the perfect version of Jack Grealish is is the one in between where he, who he was at Villa and who he is now. So, and I think that would work for both us and him. You know, he's learned a lot from Guardiola, but there's been certain edges rounded off yeah. of, of his game right I think that we'd allow him a bit more sort of freedom but you know he's still he's still got that kind of um the drive and the understanding that working under uh Guardiola has given someone so yeah it'd be perfect yeah it remains to be seen if we suddenly start acting like like we belong in that place you know and we again though I mean I, I have kind of said before that I, I'm, I'm sort of not fussed if we start if we don't start slapping 60, 70 mil down on players, mm. I'm quite happy for us to actually, you know, rely on our um, scouting and whatever. I think that you have to kind of have an asterisk on that and say, unless it's someone like Eze or Elise or, you know, potentially Grealish that, you know, that, that you do need some of these like blue chip signings as well, yeah. because I think it's about having a balance, isn't it? Yeah. And I, 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 I don't get the feeling from, Postacoglu that he's going to be the type of manager that'll be like, no, I don't want he. I, I kind of feel like he... Pochettino always used to allude to it a bit, didn't he, in terms of, I'm happy to build a team, but at the same time, there's certain players that you wouldn't say no to. And that's the yeah. paraphrase. 
But I kind of feel like that's the energy Postacoglu gives out as well. He's not going to be there knocking down Levy's door, I don't think, saying, sign me Jack Grealish for £80 million or else, like somebody like a Conte or whatever would have done. But at the same time, if it's said to Postacoglu, look, you know, there might be the opportunity here to bring in someone like Grealish, he's going to be like, fuck yeah, you know, get, get him yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, that's, yeah, that's, exactly. you know what I mean? That's the thing I get from him. Um, so speaking of Postacoglu, <laughs> what a segue. How subtle. <laughs> um, <laughs> he has been talking to our delightful gathered media today, um, as, is, as is the custom press conferences and that. Um, And so we just, you know, just thought we'd go through a few bits. He was asked at the very top um, if there's a chance of Destiny, Doggy and Pedro Porro being back, to which he's responded. Destiny has a chance. He's trained. Um, We'll see how he pulls up. I guess that means finishes up. Pulls up, to me in English, is see if he's injured. Pulls up with an injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Pedro is another week away. So I don't know, I don't, but, but contrary to that, I don't know if you saw Pedro Porro tweeted some emojis. This this is this is where football discourse is nowadays, mate. But uh, Pedro Porro he tweeted like a smiley face or something with a hand. I'm not, I, I don't know. And everybody got a bit excited about that. Um, but the gaffer is saying he's out for a week. Destiny has a chance, which if he does make it for the game, that's a bit annoying unless it's a Postacoglu mind game. Um, mm, mm. It's a bit annoying, isn't it, mate? The, like the, the system, the way we play does kind of hinge on having those two fit and firing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think there's probably more of a drop-off, certainly for our kind of system with um, Poro and a doggy being out as opposed to Romero and Van der Ven being out, right? That that seemed like it, it just the whole thing didn't work. Whereas the defense was a bit dodgy under um, you know, with Davis and Royale at centre back, it seemed like it affected every everyone um have, having our full backs out, which again is understandable because it's it's such an important part of this this system. Um yeah, Poro, I imagine a doggy will feature Poro. Yeah, I mean, as much as I don't want to read into emojis, it sounds like he's not far off, or you know, could make the bench. Maybe again, I, I do, I do think that that um, Ange throws a few few red herrings in just to keep people off the scent yeah. of it. I definitely think he does. So um, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Put it that way. So he tweeted like a hand emoji, like a, a forward facing one and a, a palm of a hand, sort of going together with a smiley. No, I'll send it to you. Maybe there's something I'm really <laughs> missing here, but what do, what does that mean? That's just great. Let's have a look at in public, but just look at Pedro Porro twenty nine underscore. You can have a look for yourself. This is this can be like a, you know, an exciting thing. Yeah, what does that mean? No idea what that means. Two two of the same hat, two opposite hands facing each other, like. And a love loving face. God knows. Who knows? God knows. Who knows? Um, it, it, it was put to him since your last match against Crystal Palace. There's been six wins, six defeats, and three draws. How do you feel your team has coped during that period? He said, sort of mixed in many respects. Obviously, we've had some challenges in there in terms of injuries and disruptions, but for the most part, I think we've been competitive. Has our football been at the level we want? Probably not. 
but I think the lads' sheer effort and will and competitiveness has allowed us to be in the position we are. It's pretty, you know. Yeah, can't argue with that, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. fair enough, Spot straight on. bat in that, isn't he, really? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fair enough, isn't it? Six wins, six draws. Uh, sorry, six wins, six defeats, three three draws. Mixed bag, but we've done, we, yeah, we've done okay, I think, considering. So with the majority of the squad available now, is the target still the Champions League spot? Um, so we have got a couple of injuries. Richarlison's out for three or four weeks. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, he picks up a knee injury in the last game, so he'll be out for a while. Sessegnon's had a setback. Um, so we're down a couple of numbers in terms of to the end of the season. Um, not too different from the start of the season. The idea is to keep progressing our football, finish the season strong, keep developing players in our game style so that we can see where that takes us this year and sets us up for years to come. Um, maybe, maybe they'll be talking about this in a bit, but I believe as well, he had a cheeky little thing in there. Um, maybe he says it a bit later on. I've seen a video clip doing the rounds when, uh, yeah, I think it must be tacked onto his question. They just left it out because it was a bit of the banter out the back of it where his kind of point was, um, right, so it's only only top four I can still aim for. That's all I'm allowed to achieve this season, huh? You know, and they all had a bit of a giggle about it. But I, I, I do like that with him. I do, you know, for whatever, however I am critical of Postacoglu, the thing that I do like about him, he's maybe the only manager in my life, really, I think Martin Yol was a little bit more like this, but not so much because Spurs were on RC sub questions. Pochettino certainly wasn't, um, mm. much as I liked him at the time. But Ange doesn't put a limit. He never puts a cap on our ambition, and that to me is, I, I just I want more. I want more of that at Spurs, and I like him being the change that he wants to see, as opposed to somebody like Conte that used to just sit about and be like, "What are we supposed to do?" You know? Yeah, yeah. Don't don't no need to like overly caveat it because it's counterproductive, right? Again, if you start putting a ceiling in place, um, even if it's, you know, mathematically possible that we could where we could finish in the league, you know, there's still quite a lot of football to play. I think it's right for the mentality that we're we're not being like, Oh yeah, top four's good because that then sort of what will then eke into the mentality is we we've got a bit of breathing space and that then leads to dropping points. So I think it's absolutely right, as you say, um, we've not had a manager like that before who just does these small little things where Again, it just shows what what he's actually aiming for, what, what, how he's getting, trying to get everyone to think. Um, and good, applaud him for that. Do you, I don't, I think some people might take that, you know, the last bit when he's saying, basically the idea for this season is to get the players embedded into our style of play to set us up for next year. If you were to put a cynical lens on that, and, you know, the internet is the internet, people are going to say, well, why is he writing off this year? Yeah, because we're fifth in the league and out of both cup competitions, I suppose. But again, I think I think that there, there's an element of being positive and you know trying to get people thinking as high as possible, but also um, a realistic element of you you need a, a you need time to bed things in, right? We've just bought players in the preseason in, in the uh, January transfer window, um, so it's and we haven't been able to like actually bed this team in this season because of all the disruptions of injuries and whatever that we've had. So it's fair enough to make that comment as well. And I think that's probably yeah. just, you know, again, he's just straight shooting, isn't he? Really? I mean, what was... the thing is, right. So I'm, 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 I'm putting that question to you just for the interest of, you know, discussion. 
Mm. In my actual opinion on that type of stuff, I, I never really get why people, I find it, if I'm being brutally honest, I find it somewhat disingenuous when people start kicking off over things like that, because it just stands to reason that we know how this stuff works, right? It took Klopp a few years to get it going. I believe Guardiola didn't even win the league yeah. in his first season at Manchester City. I, like you say, it's just straight back and it's just telling it like it is. It's like, I am trying to get them to play radically different football to what they've played in, what, since 2019 now. Um, and even and then, think in a different way, right? Like, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, but again, I think you can teach players how to like what, what shapes to play and what runs to make and stuff. But a lot of it is mentality and thinking in the way that he mm. believes in will bring us success, which is just keep going, be brave, you know, that sort of thing, getting these bad habits of dropping back out that, you know, we've definitely seen us do this season. You know, the whole Conte, I don't ask them to do that. I don't know why they're doing that. So, you know, those are the things that he's talking about in terms of bedding in. And, you know, as we know, mentality is the hardest thing to change, really. Mm. He was asked about this. I don't know if you saw. He I, he sort of pissed me off in a way, this Manager of the Year award thing that he won in London. Yeah. Did you see it? Um, whatever. Um, but he was, he was asked, how proud were you to win the Manager of the Year award at the London Football Awards in your first season? And... Uh, I mean, he's up front said himself. He said, I think it's a bit weird. It's only February, just into March. Um, so I'm not really sure where that should fit in terms of recognition. Having said that, it's an acknowledgement of the work we've done since the start of the season on the back of a disappointing year last year. Love the shade at Conte. Um, mm. So I guess we as a group have made an impact. It's an acknowledgement of that. So I need to appreciate that and feel honoured for that award, for want of a better word. Um but I think we've got a fair chunk of the season to go on our sites to set firmly ahead. It's nice to be there, though, um, for a great cause. The Willow Foundation, I got to meet Bob Wilson, had a chat with Harry Redknapp, which was nice. I'm still a bit of a fan of those things, bumped into a few legends. So nice. All right, Andy, you're not a competition winner, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. I think, I think that's him rowing back a bit because it, obviously the thing itself means nothing, right? Let's yeah. be honest. And I think he then sort of realised, oh, actually it was for like charity. So I better not sling it under the bus completely. They had nice sandwiches there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Lovely spread. Them, wrapping them up in a tissue and putting them in your pocket for later, weren't you? Yeah. Um, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to fat shame. I don't care. Like, come at me, right? Anyway, fat shame. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. do that as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, you know. um, yeah. It's quite funny, isn't it? Actually, I do like that because at first he's like, "It's fucking weird." Like, don't give it to yeah, me. Some tin pot, tin pot mug, and then you, you realize, yeah, feel, you can imagine the Spurs like press officer like. In the corner, you know. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's for the kiddies. Cancer charity and yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, um, <laughs> he was asked with the time off, uh, how have you used the time? Don't like it when people repeat words in a sentence. I do it myself mm. all the time, but you know, it's easy. It stands out more when you see someone else doing it. You know, one of those, you know, one of those things that kind of irritates you when you see someone else do it, but you're also like. That's just me projecting because I don't like it when I do that thing. I don't like yeah. it when I do something wrong and everyone else can see it and I look silly. <laughs> I don't like and everyone that. else is putting me under a microscope even though no one, no one yeah. notices at all. <laughs> I'm special. I, therefore, I can't make a mistake. No one cares, mate. Literally. Um, 
We've tried to use this as a semi-normal week without a game. They haven't had any time off. They've tried right through. I don't know why I said it like that. They've tried right through, and <laughs> it's given us an opportunity to keep working on our game and those kind of things. It hasn't been ideal. Mm. It's felt a bit like that all season. It's been a really disruptive. It has been a really weird. Like, is this what football is just going to be like now? I guess it is. But do, do you know what I mean? Like, with all the kind of stoppages, the whatever it is, if it's an international break or certain players going off to international tournaments or the injuries, this season is really, to me, it's felt like it's... This is not Andrew saying this. This is me, by the way, ranting now. But it has <laughs> felt like a particularly weird season. Don't, is that just me or do you, do you sort of feel Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's like we're dragging a giant tyre across the pitch, aren't we? <laughs> Figuratively. It's yeah. just, it, just, it just feels like we can't get any sort of momentum going. And now again, you know, we've got these, kind of, these injuries, which is quite, quite annoying. But I think that's just how it's going to be. And again, I think part of it is adapting to the, the way football is now, where a packed schedule in some regards... Therefore, players are playing loads of games. Therefore, they're going to get injured more. And then even during the games, there's massive stoppages, which yeah. puts another sort of different load on bodies because they're stopping the starting. And I think that, you know, again, it's, it just, it, I think it points to the fact that, again, that this is this very, yeah, <laughs> it's very much a bedding in for this new way of working. And that our squad needs a bit of work as well to tack that on. He said, he's, like, in the end of that, he said, we've had some momentum and it feels like we've just had too many stops and starts. Um, now we've got a couple of games again and then it's the international break after that. Oh, um, God, I forgot about that. But at least we've got regular football until the end of the season after that. Yeah, it's just, just that really fucking horrible April, mate. Yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be great. We'll, um, we'll be good in that. We'll be good in April, I'm saying it now. I hope so. I hope you're right there, mate. It's looking pretty, pretty disgusting. Um, he's asked on Glasner, is it hard to face a new manager? He said it's always challenging because when you scout and you look at a team's recent games, new manager, things adjust naturally. Um, positive effect with on it, with a new manager when they come in, um, the way Crystal Palace have gone about things. At the same time, Oliver's a very well-credentialed coach at Frankfurt. He produced a very strong team with a really distinct style of play. So we'll probably see elements of that. Um, at the same time, we're at a stage of our development um, where there's a real emphasis on us and playing our football and making sure we bring the kind of energy and commitment our game we've shown this year. But the effort, blah, 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 blah. Um, so he's just talking about the main focus being us to focus on what we want to do. But I, I think it's I think it's a fair point for Ange to make in terms of like, you know, he might, they might be trying to sort of pin him up as chip paper, but his point is, I am guess, is that we're still a, an enigma as much as someone like Crystal Palace are. So fucking bring it on. That's kind of what I took from that, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, you must be disappointed for Richarlison and Sessegnon. Um, he says, yeah, Rishi disappointed because he's been a key contributor for us. Um, Sess, it's a tough one. There's no fault of his own. He's worked hard to come back and it's always more challenging when it happens as a series of events. Um, he hasn't had any reward for all of the hard work that he's put in um, just to get out there and play and do what he loves. Uh, show people his ability. We're going to give him all the support he needs. He's had surgery. He's a positive guy. Um, he's been through all this before, so hopefully that will help him come back stronger and get out there and play. I mean, I think whatever anyone's opinion is on Cessignon, like his open letter to everyone the other day, it's sad, isn't it? It's like it's it's very sad to see a young player who I think people forget. Like he looked fucking quality when he was at Fulham. 
And mm, I was mm. buzzing when we signed him. £30 million, yeah. Ryan Sessignon, exciting young player. The sort of career he's had. I mean, his career's just been in stasis now for, what, how many? F- almost five Since years. Since he's been here, right? Yeah. yeah. Like 20, 2020, we signed him? Nineteen twenty season? So after the Champions League, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really excited about it. Yeah. It is such a shame. I think that you know, obviously, his his um, open letter spoke volumes about the sort of abuse that he's getting and whatever. Uh, you know, and I know we, it's 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 easy for us to kind of get frustrated at a player that you've you know spent money on and whatever. But I think that was a good reminder that we collectively should wind our necks in some sometimes. But again, you know, a players injured, it's frustrating. Slagging them off for it is kind of counterproductive, isn't it? Yeah. It. Um, would you like to see all internationals condensed into one period rather than across the season? I'm not bothered about that. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? um, they said to him, I'm, oh, I wonder which dickhead asked him this. Um, Arsene Wenger said, finishing fourth is like a trophy. He said, I'm not really sure. I haven't read the competition rules, but my understanding is that we're not just battling for fourth place at this stage. Oh, that's the thing I was talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh wow, he says they've they said to him just reference to earlier, is Cessna Young gonna be back this season? No, he said. That's that's pretty bad, isn't it? That's hard. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that is yeah. that's rough. Just straight up just said it, no, he's not gonna be back. Um Uh they've asked him if the surgery's gonna fix his problem. He's just said he's reluctant to talk about it. It's not my kind of side of things. Um asked about Manus Solomon. Manus sort of progressing, but he's not anywhere near rejoining the group. To got a bit of a way to go again. Um, he's working hard, keen to get back, blah, 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 blah. Um, he said you spoke to Harry Redknapp. He has enjoyed watching your team this season. Yep, he's been really supportive from when I arrived. We had a little bit of history because he took over at Jordan uh, and I had them in a World Cup qualifier when I was manager of Australia, so we've crossed paths. We reminisced about those days a long way away from where we are now. I enjoy the chats. It's an opportunity for me to talk to people I've admired from afar and great to see him. Um, I can imagine they're sort of kindred spirits in some ways in a footballing sense, aren't they? I know Redknapp's a bit of a bit of a wide boy and all that, but I do, I do often tend to think that his ability as a manager was probably a little bit underplayed, wasn't it? Like that, that yeah. The Spurs team he had was unbelievable. I get that. But what he got out of them was... I mean, it's some of the best times I've ever had as a Spurs fan, you know? Yeah, definitely. And if you think about him, like he's painted as this kind of wide boy and as a sort of a joker. But yeah. whenever you see him like um, sort of on the training pitch or you hear of those things like from a player's perspective, he always seems like quite a tough bastard. You know, red nappy to, like, doesn't take any shit or anything right. like that. So I think that's probably quite a similar similar approach to Ange that he's... Um, that he means business sort of thing. Whereas he's got this persona, but he's um, behind closed doors. He's a bit of a... There's a couple of other dogmatic questions about have you and the family gone out and explored London and stuff? What the fuck? What are you doing, man? Why fuck you? I'm sorry. (laughs) If you've got a job, right? Like the, The privilege to be in that position in your role, to be going to a press conference, talk to a Premier League manager, you're fucking asking them about sightseeing. 
It's depressing because they all they want him to say is like, yeah, we've been to Nando's, ha ha, and then Andrew's gone to Nando's, ha ha, click 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 on yeah. their shite outlets. I mean, it's so yeah. transparent and pathetic. roasts the cock and all that type of <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean, as in like, <laughs> what sauce do you go for? Ha 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 ha. Oh yeah, great, great stuff. They got a new Perry Flamer out this week. Are you going to be having that? <laughs> be fucking hell, right. <laughs> do me a favour. Yeah. Um, but one interesting question he was asked right at the end is, uh, does the Richarlison injury open the door for Dane Scarlett to get an opportunity? He said, yep, but the door was never closed. He trains with us every day and all the players are in the same boat. Door's always open. If you're waiting for some secret magic door to open, I think, like, just drop the door thing, Andrew, bit, but it doesn't <laughs> exist. The door is always open. They have an opportunity every day to put themselves in front of me and the coaches uh, to make an impact and wait for the opportunity. Dane's had a difficult season, but it's great we've got him some time with the under-21s last week. That was important. Blah, 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 blah. He's trained well, that sort of thing. Um, every time I've seen Dane Scarlett in the few little sub-appearances he's had, I'm not going to lie, I thought he's looked actually quality, like really good. Like He's massive, mm. he's quick, and he looks really like technically gifted. I'd be well up for seeing him get some more time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And certainly since he come back from loan, you know, he kind of suddenly reappeared, didn't he? Yeah. And he looks he looks a completely different player just in terms of his stature, if only just in terms of his stature. And yeah, suddenly I was like, oh, hang on a minute. He might, he might, actually, be, he might actually be up for it. You know, because before he was a kid, right? And he was thrown in Europa League games and whatever and just to get a bit of a run out. So you can't really make a huge judgment. Um, but yeah, suddenly you're like, oh, hang on, hang on. I might have something here. It's got to be, um, it's got to be Werner, Sonny up top, and Kulusevski on the right, surely. With Richard yeah. being out, would you say? I know you're yeah, not, I you're not so. a massive fan of Werner, are you? I know that, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I, I, that, I, that's not to say I don't think he's done some positive things um, this season since it, since he's been here. I mean, well, he's got a few assists. Here. He's very no, no, no. As you'd imagine. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I said, I said it. I said it immediately as soon as we were linked with him and then signed him. It's, it just, I just kind of wasn't blown away by the idea of it, and I don't think I've really changed my opinion on him to be honest. But it doesn't mean that he's not even just a decent stopgap, you know. And that that's not to say that I think necessarily we get rid of him or don't take up the option of buying him. We'll see how he does. But um, yeah, I mean, it seems, he seems to have fitted in quite well. I'll give him that, you know. He, he seems to have kind of got up to speed quite quickly. Um, so, yeah, I guess Sonny through the middle and Werner, Werner on the left, Kulisevsky on the right. Um, well, now we've got, now Valisa's gone. I mean, it would be Dane Scarlett on the bench as the backup striker, right? So, um, and then maybe Will Lankshire sneaks in there as well, eh? Mm. I, I, Why not? I seem to recall, it might just be sort of, bullshit. I seem to recall those seeing a, a sort of, ITK-ish type thing floating about um, on Twitter at the time when we got Scarlet back from loan that after Andrew had seen him for a couple of sessions was like, yeah, this kid's way better than Valise. Um, I'm sure that's not exactly what Andrew's perspective was, but it was like, okay, let's let Valise go out on loan. I, I want to keep Scarlet as part of the team. Um, yeah, because they overlapped, didn't they? I mean, Scarlet came back and then Valise went, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so, so that's... Yeah, so, so that's good. So that's that's in certainly in Ange's sense then an upgrade, right? If he thinks he's he's better, he's further along than Valise is, and then so he's the one that comes on rather than Valise. That's pushing things in the right direction. So good. Right. So a bit of team news and some team facts going into going into this one. So. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The official team news is Tottenham Hotspur forward Richarlison will miss four weeks of their injury while Pedro Porro remains out. Destiny Doggy has returned to training, but Ryan Sessegnon has undergone surgery for a hamstring injury sustained in the under-23s. Crystal Palace forward Eze is back in contention following four games out, whilst um, Will Hughes and Wakim, Joachim Wakim, Anderson Andy. are also mm-hmm. available. Mark Gay is out for an extended period following knee surgery. Bad news for him, but, you know, Good news. He was this player, actually. I really would have liked Spurs to have signed at, at one point. I don't know if maybe now I still do after he's having knee, sur- knee surgery. is a bit of a big one, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's not not great, is it? I, I actually thought Anderson was out as well. I thought he was supposed to be out, but evidently he's um, he's training again. So that's that's a bit annoying. I thought Palace would be a little bit weaker than it seems like they will be. But still, it doesn't change my opinion. Head to head. Crystal Palace have won only one of their last 17 Premier League games against Tottenham Hotspur. A 3-0 victory at Selhurst Park in September 2021. I don't remember that. I think that was Nuno. Was that Nuno's last game? <laughs> was that the one when Tang- Tanganga got yeah, sent off? No right? wonder I blocked that one out, didn't I? Like, yeah. And it was just all going to pot, wasn't it? Ah, miserable. Spurs have won eight consecutive Premier League meetings since a goalless draw at White Hart Lane in December 2014. It is their longest Premier League home winning streak versus a single opponent. It's the first game we won in the new stadium as well, wasn't it? Uh, yep. I don't remember. He says, "Does I not drink?" But I don't remember much of that one either. Um, no, all those, all those first games at the new stadium. You know the test events that and the Champions League one. They all kind of merge into one as an experience. I can't, yeah. I can't pick them apart. The stadium it still smelt like a new car though. I remember that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You go and all the seats mm. smelt like there's that just that overwhelming smell of new plastic. Um, yeah, they still had the plastic film on the jumbotrons. They didn't peel did it they? off, that sort of thing. No, no, no. Oh, right, yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> but oh, can God, you imagine? Peel that off, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That would do my nut, honestly. If I sat in the stadium and I saw like the, just the corner of it float, like flapping in the wind, yeah. I'd be like, I can't, I can't watch the game. I can't, I can't do this. Wind me up too much. Um, the Eagles can equal their longest losing run at the same Premier League opponent, nine, um, which was versus Manchester United from 1992 until 2017. Crystal Palace have scored only one goal in their last 10 Premier League away fixtures versus Spurs, which was scored by Christian Benteke in a 4-1 defeat in March 2021. Do you know what? I quite like doing these things, mate, because it does make me realise we really are like a horrible bogey team for some teams. You know, we we get so like in our own nuts about like, oh, I hate West Brom or whoever. 
But there are, there, are, there are quite a few different teams that I read that are like, basically every single stat is like, our shit against Tottenham. Never score against Tottenham because they're shit. Tottenham always beat them because they're shit. Do you know what I mean? And Palace definitely fall into that cat into that kind of camp. I think. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely. Um, I when I ever I see these sorts of ones like Spurs have won eight consecutive Premier League meetings against Palace or whatever. Uh, those things don't tend to go on for too long. So I'm just a bit like, eh, stop telling me those things because there's a reason why those runs are so weird. Is because they're rare and therefore likely to end soon. Some Crystal Palace facts, just them on their own, which is Oliver Glasner can become the first manager to win his first two Premier League matches since fellow Austrian Ralph Ranić did so for Manchester United in December 2021. Wow, there's a stat, eh? How interesting. Glasner it's quite random, also... <laughs> Sorry? It was just quite a random thing to pull out. You can make a stat out of anything these days, can't you? Anyway, go on, sorry. He can become the second Austrian to... I can't give a fuck. Second Austrian to eat a sandwich on the bench. Um, I talk about sandwiches a lot. I'm a bit hungry. Do you know what I mean? Going into this. Um, Glasner could also... You can't beat a sandwich, can you? Do you know what I mean? No, I've, just, I've, got, I've been distracted now. I'm thinking about what we're going to have for dinner. Sometimes, what are you going to have for dinner? Go on, let's do it before we get into I'll have a sandwich, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you've put, if you get like a meal deal sandwich, do you put crisps in, in the sandwich as well? Do you ever do that? I'd say 100% of the time I put crisps in 50% of the sandwich. Ooh, interesting. Cut in wow. half and then have, have one one without and then one, one with crisps in it, mate. Why not? I'm an adult. I can do what I want. We all do it. Right? We all do it every now and again. Like, it's not like I'm not you know part of this whole culture of every single day I have a Tesco or other supermarket meal deal. But we're all in that position sometimes when you're going from A to B and you think, Christ, right, I'll just grab that. I'll grab a... Marks, Waitrose, whoever, meal deal, get the sandwich, get the crisps, get the drink. Do you have a standard baseline sort of go-to in, in that in that field? Um, I used to. I used to get like the, the, for the Boots meal deal, I used to get like the Philadelphia and ham <laughs> sandwiches and then like the Walker's Max Chris and maybe like an appetizer, mate, the best drink Ooh, in the world. Mate, now you talk. Do you know what? That's so funny you say that. This like last week, last weekend, I was just meeting some old mates in the pub and everything. I was driving, and so I was sort of looking around. I think I don't want, a, I don't want a coke. I don't. I didn't really fancy like um, they didn't have like a, a an alcohol free beer or anything at this pub. It was whatever a limited option. They had bottles of appetizer in the free in the fridge. Class. I thought, oh, go on then, go on then. It was banging. It was Delicious, good. mate. It is well good. I like uh, if, you, if you're interested. I like a um, like a cheddar plowman's and a packet of like balsamic kettle chips. Balsamic. Oh, real, real punchy, real punchy lunch. Yeah, greasy. punchy lunchy. Greasy. The only thing about kettle chips and all those kind of what one might call posh crisps, yeah, a bit stuck in your teeth. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Quite greasy as well, aren't they? Yeah, greasy. But... Can't they? and then suddenly if you get self-conscious if you're eating them on the train or something, how much crunch they make. Yeah. Even though no one to everyone around me. Um, <laughs> Oliver Glasner could also emulate Alan Pardew. Fucking hell, is this what needs one of when he's <laughs> As the only manager to have won his first two Premier League fixtures in charge of Palace. He did that against Tottenham and Burnley in January 2015. See that? Part of history. Portents. History makers. 
Fuck you all. <laughs> Crystal Palace can win consecutive Premier League matches for the first time since last April. When they, they are shit, aren't they? They really are. Such a yeah. two-bob team. Talk um, about lack of momentum. That's that's them all over, isn't it? Shit. They're glad all over and they got no m- momentum all over either. When they won their last three league games after reappointing Roy Hodgson as manager. Is he all right, Roy, by the way? Well, it's, sort of, it's all gone a bit quiet on his health and stuff, hasn't it? Like, Yeah, it's just well old, isn't he? He is. He lo- and seemed old as well, yeah, you know? I do feel for the lad, you know? I, I do feel for him. Um, yeah. <laughs> could give a shit, mate. Who's your baddie? <laughs> huh? No, I'll oh, talk Okay, no. I was suddenly thinking, no, 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 have, no, I, no. have I missed? Yeah. Uh, no, I've not missed it. I mean, he did say that weird thing, didn't he, about monkeys and stuff. That was kind of... Oh, I feel like that was blown well out of proportion, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. But it's, it's sort of one of those things where it's just like, just it's showing he's of another era, isn't it, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, like, exactly. Don't say something that can be interpreted in whatever way. Um, Constr- yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Dodgy. However, the Eagles are winless in seven Premier League away fixtures following victories in three of their opening six matches on the road this season. I mean, this is shaping up to be one of those classic Dr. Tottenham things, but I feel like even this would be low for us, right? They sound awful. Um, Palace have won just one of their last 18 Premier League away London derbies, none of the last nine. Jordan Ayew can score in three successive Premier League appearances for the second time. After February to again another random stat. These are, these are horrible, like horrible stats, aren't they? Just <laughs> terrible. This is terrible really up, mate. Jeff, come on, I know it's a Friday, fella, but can you just find some fucking stats about Palace to me, please? He's like, I can't pull them out of my ass, can yeah. I? Palace are shit. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's gone and done it, and now they've got that expectation on him. But um, yeah. there we go. Ayu has been involved in ten Premier League goals for Crystal Palace this season, scoring four and assisting six. His career best tally is eleven goal involvements. Into, God, I thought he, was he scored against us, didn't he? Good. I thought he was supposed to be all right. That's dog muck. That's awful. Woeful figures. A career best eleven goal involvements for a forward. He's the sort of player that on like Sky or TNT or something, when Palace are playing and given a good account of themselves against the bigger t- side, the co-commentator is like waxing lyrical about how dangerous are you is yeah, and then you look yeah, at his yeah. stats and you're like he's tat mate what are you talking yeah, about yeah. definitely scoring against us tomorrow play, and with, that, with but... a player like Jordan Ayo in the team you can never really be comfortable it, you, exactly you, 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 yeah. <laughs> what do you mean sit down football put me in as a centre back me and you mate right we'll, we'll put the mics down we'll put the pod mics down <laughs> yeah get into get into a Spurs kit and we'll fucking can you imagine that L- low block yeah yeah, low, yeah, the lowest yeah. of low blocks yeah. behind the goal line. Some facts about Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Tottenham Hotspur Football Club have won 47 points after 25 Premier League matches. Two points more than they had at this stage last season under Antonio Conte. Have that. Have that, Conte. Yeah. Ange Postacoglu has equaled the most points by Spurs manager in their first 25 league games in charge of the club. Also 47 by Conte. Mm. Tottenham are on a club league record run of scoring 37 
in cons- 37 consecutive matches since a 1-0 defeat at Wolves on the 4th of March 2023. This is the second longest Premier League goal-scoring goal streak, 55 um, by Arsenal between 2001 and 2002. I'd love... Whatever. I think I've said this on here before, mate. Right? People can do the whole fucking... It's not a trophy. War a trophy. You know what? I want that. I want I want 56 goals. I want 56 consecutive goals. I want yeah. to take that off. Because the thing is, right, they will be like pfft, bothered. They will be bothered. They they would be bothered if Spurs beat them to that. Yeah, it just takes their name off one 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 other record book, right? And plus, you know, that 55, I remember that period. So many of those, like, it's got so many, like, dodgy, whiffy penalties, and they? Yeah. Dodgy, whiffy decisions going their way. But again... It's not. It's not open that wound. Have we had any penalties yet? I don't think we have. Have we? I can't. I can't think of any. Can't recall any. None come to the forefront of my mind. So, I guess not. Hmm. Um, Spurs have kept only one clean sheet in their last sixteen Premier League matches, which was a two-nil victory at Nottingham Forest on the fifteenth of December. That's shit. I'm. I'm just saying. That's bad. Mm. That's not, mm. that's not very good. Um, they have failed to keep a clean sheet in nine successive top flight home games for the first time since a run of 10 from November 2006 to March 2007 under Um Yeah, I sort of said they were bedfellows, didn't I, Andrew Martignol? But... Yeah, spot on, mate. Tottenham, they, I mean, they really are though, aren't they? They are, they are remarkably similar, I find, in their kind of candor and just the way they sort of play football. Big, slightly grey lads. Yeah, I loved. I fucking loved Martin Yo. I really did. It was the first time in my life that Spurs were actually good. You know. Yeah, made it made us believe that we could actually not just be terrified of every fixture that came up. What a guy! Tottenham could lose three Premier League London derbies in the same season for the first time since oh four oh five, following defeats against Chelsea and West Ham United in the current cup. Well, I mean. That's annoying, isn't it? Because we still got fucking Arsenal to play. We still got Chelsea away, so that's a weird one, isn't it? Are yeah. you telling me in those seasons we haven't lost three London derbies? It's quite good, really, isn't it? Actually, yeah, when you think about it, we're massive, mate. And considering every single London team pretty much despises us, like they really do. Brentford proper haters. They're on that sort of bandwagon now of hating us. West Ham detest us. Chelsea detest us. Arsenal hate us. It's all, everyone. We're just massive. James Madison has scored one goal and failed to make an assist in eight home Premier League appearances for Spurs in contrast to two goals and six assists in seven away matches. I wonder what that's about. It's quite interesting, that, isn't it? I feel like he got injured just as while we were playing like loads. We had like a glove away games right we had a weird period of the season where it was like I don't know 70-30 away games I think yeah. that was our first 10 or 14 games or whatever it was before the Chelsea game but yeah strange one but again low blocks isn't it mm. with 8 goals and 2 assists Son Hyun Min has been involved in 10 goals in 15 Premier League appearances against Crystal Palace I love it when Sonny like likes. I think I think he I think he might punish him again tomorrow if he's especially if he's playing up top, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can't, I can't see him not adding to that. 
I'm going to ask you, mate, as soon as we have come to the end of this podcast, score prediction. What are you saying? I'm going for a cheeky 4-2. Oh, hello. Where did that come from? Take, take me from through, all, take me all those your, stats. Show me your working, mate. Go on. Um, I think Crystal Palace are rubbish. <laughs> it's That's the thing. We but will concede. Rubbish, right? Yeah, that's why we'll concede two goals against two <laughs> Jordan RU goals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, probably one at the end, you know, just to kind of take the shine off it so we go home a little bit grumpy. But um, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think we dispatch them. Like One of those four, four goals, score four goals in the first half and then the second half's a bit of a write-off. One of those matches. Be, that would be delicious, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just supposed to be in their pomp. Um, I'm going to say, I think it might be a bit closer than that. I'm going to say 2-1 Spurs. Um, so that's good, isn't it? Um, it's a win either way, isn't it, Jack? It is. It is. I hope you've enjoyed today, mate. I'm looking forward to seeing you to watch Dune on the weekend as well. Yes, won't that be fun, eh? You watching the Hopefully first one Spurs again? Hopefully Spurs aren't putting us in this. Yeah, probably watch it tomorrow night just to remember, remind myself what the hell it's all about. And yes, very much look forward to it. I've heard it's quite good. Have you heard that? I have. I was the highest to... rated IMDb movie or something. Oh, really? Yeah, which, you know, early, early reviews are always more positive and then things tend to drop down a bit when people get more cynical don't they but um but yeah i have seen some effusive praise of it i've seen some people being like you know it belongs up there with any of the top kind of sci-fis yeah i think they even said like empire strikes back and stuff and i'm kind of like just steady on yesterday but let's just watch it and enjoy it hey and just not go into it with this heightened expectations but i think i really didn't like the first one at first i mean i know we were half cut and falling asleep but then when I rewatched it, it was at least seventy five percent cut. Yeah, <laughs> and then rewatched it. I thought it was brilliant. So I, I really am looking forward to this. And Villeneuve, I mean, Arrival, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He's, uh, you know, he's good. The guy's good, isn't he? So looking forward to that. And let's hope Spurs can give us a give us a nice big smile on our faces. All right then, Phil. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> 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 